what I got in the music business to be doing, to be a sugar cookie getter, you know, I'm a rapper. Who are the five best rappers of all time? Think about it. Dylon, 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 and Dylon, because I spit hot fire. I suppose nobody is shocked that in this era of unfettered uh, capitalism, that in the midst of this national emergency, when hundreds of thousands of people may die, We have corporations now lining up for their corporate welfare uh, and their bailouts when they don't need it. It is incomprehensible and unspeakable that corporations now are taking advantage of this crisis in order to get tax breaks and subsidies that have nothing to do with the coronavirus. Shutting the studio down.
the Winslow Tea Broadcast booth. No, once again, we're at Chez Moi. And who is Moi? I'm John Reed. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is Race to the Bottom, baby! Hey! The award-winning. My opening monologue is, as always, sponsored by Winslow Tea, because that's how you know it's Winslow. I'm drinking it now. Mm. Always good to the last drop. Please hashtag your tea drinking experiences with hashtag how you know. You could be on Instagram making bread and sharing your bread like everybody's doing or cookies or your stir fry recipe like my brother-in-law. And hashtag, and, but, but while you're doing that, have some Winslow. Have it over ice or lukewarm or with a lemon wedge. We're hot. And hashtag your experience with hashtag how you know. And uh, steep into the conversation, why don't you? Shout out to all our listeners. I've heard so many good things from people this week. Shout out to my Aunt Ruth Ann, my co-workers David, Julian, and Eric. My old cooking buddy. I was a cook. He was a chef. Chris. Shout out to mom and dad, to Nikki and Wes, to Kala, to my buddy Vance, and last but not least, my wife. People are freaking, I'm freaking, we're all freaking. I'm on a Facebook group for my building, and people have been putting putting notifications when the local CVS has toilet paper, and they say, First come, first serve. Which is always weird. First come, first... Well, it's also weird that people... Who who would have thought... Who would have thunk it a month ago that we'd be doing... Putting notifications that there's toilet paper at the CVS. But here we are. But first come, first serve is weird. Of course it's first come first what is the 17th come 29th served i guess it just means you can't call in a reservation i don't know guys been trying to get out of the apartment a little bit but it's scary you gotta dodge people it's hard to dodge six people who are all within your vicinity and keep them all at six feet more on that later as a New Yorker, as many New Yorkers, I, before this whole thing, was a, I was a walker. I'm walking here, right? On my iPhone, it would usually say I walked four, four or five miles each day on an easy day. Now, I'm walking four to five feet from the bathroom to the kitchen, kitchen to the living room, living room to the bedroom washing my hands on every stop and that has led to I had to look this up I didn't even know this was a thing I got cracked heels man I guess from lack of walking my heels got all dried out I know this is gross but I'm sharing because sharing is caring and I got these 
painful cracks in my heels. They got all dried up, like prunes. So I'm exfoliating, I'm moisturizing, and things are feeling better in that department. But you know what happens? The Lord sends flies to wounds that he should heal. I think that's from Job, but it's also from the Tree of Life, which we watched this week. I'm kind of torn, mixed, mixed reviews on Tree of Life. Seems like Terrence Malick was going definitely for a Stanley Kubrick vibe. He was going hard for that, trying to make a magnum opus. And uh, did he succeed? I don't know. I'm not sure. But I do know that it made me think. It's like an art installation or something. You know what else made you think, makes me think, is the mashup. 43rd one of these I've done. We got two more on the way after this. We heard the Frogger theme because I feel like it's Frogger trying to avoid people. Frogger was on ColecoVision, which was an old precursor to Nintendo that my older brother had and I would play when he would let me or when he was not around. It was also in the arcades, but basically you were a frog trying to dodge traffic. But here, I, I'm i the frog and I'm trying to dodge COVID-19. A big, big truck with COVID-19. I'm trying to not get plastered like Frogger. Sometimes you gotta go fast, so you got a need for speed. From Top Gun, Tom Cruise, everybody loves him. Just a normal, great guy. We heard from Karate Kid. John Curry got a problem with that, and he sweeps the leg, and Daniel Boy hits the hits the mat in excruciating pain and has to be taken into a back room. Mr. Miyagi does a thing where he claps his hands and rubs them together and magically heals Daniel Boy, and he goes, Daniel, son. Sorry, Daniel, son. You're not a boy. You're a man. You're a young young man. And Daniel Boy goes out and wins. He's the best around. We heard from Bernie talking about how we can't do these corporate bailouts. We heard from Steve Martin with his banjo balm is what he called it. I've been ambivalent about Steve Martin's insistence on always playing banjo in his later years, but that was nice. He he put that on social media this week. One of the better things that people put on, especially celebrities put on social meds this week. We heard from Dave Chappelle as P. Diddy from the sketch where they're doing Making the Band, the MTV show. We got to close down the studio. Record scratch, right? Radio Free Brooklyn had to... We had to shut down the studio. And closing out, this just doesn't seem to be my day. Sometimes, uh... It's not your day. Sometimes it's rough, like The Revenant. We also watched The Revenant. That guy had a rough string of days. 
Good uh, cinematography on that one. Lots of cinnamon. Good acting. I like Tom Hardy. Leo's okay. But it's kind of a, re- a revenge story, you know? It's little one note, but what are you going to do? It's, it was entertaining. You know what else is really entertaining is March Sadness. We had the final four last week. In the West, Maple Tree first dumped over nausea. And in the East, passed out parakeet first pizza delivery. Our judge deliberated long and hard over this. And it's time for the results. But before that, let's just recap. Quick recap. So we had Maple Tree, which was the story of this, our listeners, Maple Tree that was in their yard or their neighbor's next yard. And it was the home to these Carolina wrens. And it was beautiful. And then it was cut down by this greedy neighbor who wanted to make a parking spot. He was a jerk. And now the street light shines through down on the futility of human experience, right? And we had our first judge way back in Sweet 16 said greed under the guise of progress begets violence and uselessly so. And then our next judge that sent this into the final four said trees over cars always. And Maple Tree went up against dumped over nausea, which is the story of this listener who was obsessed with this girl in sophomore year of college. They took a lot of the same classes. He tried to take it out of the friend zone and and go to a more romantic place. She agreed and then came back and said thinking about this all day made her feel like she was going to throw up. Then she left. Comment from our first judge said romantic uncertainty makes people feel such visceral fears and say such hurtful things. Our judge that sent this into the final four said this story is more terrifying than sad and pierces my soul a little. I think maybe my deepest fear is that I make someone nauseated. So who won? Who won, you ask? Well, drumroll please, Maple Tree. And the listener who submitted Maple Tree just so happened to send us a voice recording of it. Let's check that. Let's check it like Johnny. I'm recording this in my backyard where I'm looking up at the sky where I used to not see the sky but instead I used to see a beautiful maple tree uh, that I coexisted with for over two decades and last year I have a new newish neighbor white rich white guy colonizer neighbor who came in and decided he was going to make some changes and he wanted to make a parking spot which he wasn't even legally supposed to be able to do anyway and he was going to cut down the tree not for the spot but just to have space around the spot or something we tried to talk him out of it and he did it anyway and then decided not to make the freaking parking spot and um I'm all the time looking at that space where the tree was and feeling an emptiness and a deep sense of futility. In the east, that was the west coast, in the east, we have 
passed out parakeet versus pizza delivery, quote-unquote. And passed out parakeet is the story of a listener who took their parakeet to the bath. And this parakeet fell out, because I guess parakeets don't like being in baths. And our first judge said... How many of us had to learn the fragility of living creatures through such a mistake? And the kid meant well. They were trying to show the parakeet a good time. I can picture this little kid, whose heart probably skipped a beat mid-shampooing, thinking when the parakeet drops unconscious in the tub, what have I done? As a reader, I was so relieved the parakeet recovered, but I don't think relief cancels out the sadness of this epiphany. No longer are the pets of the world like toys. They convey to the narrator his or her newly terrifying power to destroy. Wow. Yes. True that. And our other judge said, This one hits close to home, not as something sad per se, but as something I would have done. Yes. Me too. And... That went up against pizza quote-unquote delivery. These, The listener went with his friends to their favorite pizza place on New Year's, but the place was closed. They were driving back home to try to regroup and got T-boned by a pizza delivery driver. Our first judge said, I'm going to use this story to teach irony to my sixth graders. And the judge that sent this to the final four said, This story just resonates. Sounds like a good movie short. Also, people are dicks. And who won between these two in the East Coast? It was, drumroll please, Passed Out Parakeet. And I got an email from the Passed Out Parakeet. And I got an email from the listener who submitted Passed Out Parakeet, giving a little bit more context. Let's check that out. It was a very sticky day in Florida, and I came into the house straight from playing in the muck pile. I was six and never gave in to bathing without a fight. At some point saying no to my mother got boring. She was all red in the face and just about to give in when I came up with the idea of taking my bird into the tub with me. It was a great idea. Everyone got their way. At first, she objected a little, but she was worn down and actually hated the bird anyway, so I wasted no time grabbing the cage and heading for the bathroom where she had already turned on the faucet. I remember her watching me step over the edge of our cocoa brown bathtub with the metal cage in front of my bare chest. Hoppy fluttered a little when I sat down. The bathroom was steamy hot and the water was roaring and I guess the sound terrorized the bird because he suddenly pitched forward and fell off his perch in a little green and yellow heap. I think I screamed his name, Hoppy! And my mother came running in. When she saw what had happened, she reached back into the cage and put him back up on his perch, holding on to keep him there as she took the cage away and went out the door into the hallway. I knew I had killed him and howled with remorse. It wasn't the end of him, however. Away from the horrible bathtub, he revived and was immediately taken back to his place in the kitchen next to the goldfish bowl. So, there you have it. Passed out parakeet versus maple tree. And the way I'm going to do this, I'm going to put these two up on the Race to the Bottom Facebook page, on my Instagram, Johnny Jumpsuit, J-O-N-N-Y Jumpsuit, 
and you guys can vote. Or you can write me at race to the b at gmail.com. I'm getting a lot of mail, and I'm going to have to do a mailbag show soon. But uh, send, send in your vote, either passed out parakeet or maple tree, and the winner is going to choose the playlist for our Saturday, July 4th show. So let's get to a round of sound, but before that, it's time for a section of the show I like to call Recommend It, because that's its name. It's a recommendation. Recommendation. A recommendation. First of all, I want to recommend, and this is a tentative recommendation but I think it's going to stand, is Dairy Girls. It's about a Catholic boarding school in Northern Ireland during the Troubles. and it's uh, But it's a comedy. It's good. It's on Netflix. Also, Tiger King. I'm sure I'll talk more about Tiger King next week. It is crazy. Also, what else? This one is a recommended, recommended, double, uh, squared, my buddy, uh, my radio and pizza buddy Vance recommended this episode called The Case of the Missing Song from a podcast called Reply All. And it, uh, this guy gets this song stuck in his head and he can't get it out and he tries to Google it, but it's not there. None of the lyrics. The song just doesn't exist. And he goes on this wild goose chase, aided and abetted by the host of the podcast reply all i guess this podcast people send their quandaries in and the host helps them solve them and this guy had this song stuck in his head to the such the degree that he went to a recording studio and got a band to re-record it from his memory and i won't spoil anything else about it but it is good uh, mark Marin was on fresh air on monday so excellent with Mark and Terry, my friends. My friends that I wish I was friends with. They're friends in my head. Then, um, and finally, Double Threat. It's a podcast with my radio hero, Tom Sharpling. And how is your weak and difficult people's Julie Klausner? They basically come together and evaluate these, po- like, random kind of flailing podcasts and give them advice on how to write the ship. So that is my recommendation. Now, it's time for a round of sound. So this round of sound is, I I did something different here. We were going to make, we were making pancakes and we threw on Lionel Richie's first album, his eponymous Lionel Richie album. And it was great, and brought back all these memories. So I made a mashup of that, a round of sound of that. How about that apple? Starts out with the guitar solo for the song Wandering Stranger. Um, And this guitar solo is by Joe Walsh. Not the Republican congressman, but the dude from the Eagles. I don't like the Eagles, but I like Joe Walsh, okay? And this is a great solo. Then we hear round and round, a jam, you are, 
one of my favorite songs when I was a kid. And then My Love, rounding it out. Great vocal arrangement on this. I was wondering, who was that singing with, with old Lionel? And who was it? Rest in peace, Kenny Rogers. Not only did he sing, he also arranged all the vocal harmonies. So good. I loved Kenny Rogers. My wife and I danced to Islands in the Stream for our first dance. Rest in power, Kenny. And then following our little Lionel Richie smorgasbord. Is it smorgas or smorgas? Whatever it is. Smorgas or smorgasbord. Board? I don't know. We will hear from my buddy Seth Kaufman with his band Floating Action. Their song Oil on Water. So good. Such a cool groove. And my friend J-Rod's playing sax. It's going to be on their upcoming record called Outsider Art. Get ready for that. And then after this round of sound, get ready for a poem from my friend Salim. Race to the Bottom.
There's something you can do Oh, you need to realize All things can come to you Just believe it's all about your heart Baby, and you're gonna make it When you're ready to start Oh, no need to go round and round Love's got you going It's turning you upside down Play the game, it's always safe or wrong It's bound Love's got you spinning all around me It's like 
Hi, everybody. My name is Salim Hupeni, and I'm honored to be able to share a piece called Soon Come. I um, have to give uh, gratitude to the journal Humble and Panicle for uh, publishing this. It's a journal that's all about plants and honoring and honoring and exploring plants. So I appreciate getting published in issue seven, uh, the harvest issue. Soon come. Worn hands, spade-like, clawing through humus and topsoil, knuckles, skinless, boring deeper into the horizon. While my blood still courses, I will do what I must. Find the bedrock, unsheath your letter opener, lay our wedding picture flat. Slice open the seed packets, hog potato, breadroot, taro, shallots, and yams. Honor your palate, forever pragmatic. However, this final sowing is beauty and diligence paired. A widower's wildflower mix, black nebula carrots, purple salsify, albino beets, golden globe turnips, and porcelain garlic. I return the soil to the surface, leaving the soon come feast below. The spring air stings my eyes. I wince against my will. You unplugged the machines, removed the tubes, smile untethered, cirrus eyes in a dry pillow, almost cloud-like. Heaving onto my back, I am resolved for the wake. Turkey vultures descend, each with mouths to feed. This vault moves swiftly through morning. I often dreamt my love would bury me gently, sprinkle black earth atop my chest read a red clay scripture, sing hymns, and share a eulogy with the keepers of this hollow. Loblolly pines and worn red oaks bursting with wood rats. Finally close with a prayer and a kiss for the storms to come. Instead, my buried body browns in the early April sun. Under spider surveillance, lost beetles wander through my brittle beard. Fox kits nibble the remaining flesh from my ribs. Their mother sniffs the perimeter. The ground feels ripe. That's great. Did you write this specifically for Humble and Panicle? Yes, I, I was. I try to, you know, whenever the journal is accepting, they it, it always says, you know, read our past issues to see if you're a good fit. And, you know, I think there's definitely times, you know, that every writer is like, whatever, I just want to get this piece somewhere, you know, mm -hmm. but I, I felt like for this journal, particularly at the time, it was, it was still relatively new. I really wanted to do a piece that, or wanted to push myself to do a piece that specifically fit their call mm -hmm. um, at the time. And I loved that the, um, the the theme was very broad, like they didn't say, you know, this many words, this many lines, it literally said like, harvest, what does that mm -hmm. mean to you? And um, it just really opened up a lot of possibility. Um, and also to know that I could just get on my plant game and just have a lot of fun with some of the, the veggies and some of the stuff that, that I like and some of my imagery that mm -hmm. I might have to tone down for another publication and maybe pull out more of the urban imagery that I also value. It felt nice to just have this be one of the few poems where it's it's not you don't have to wonder is this in south side chicago or you know another urban place that i write mm -hmm. you can just know that this is not there you know this is this is a holler a hollow somewhere you know and that was fun just to kind of lose myself uh in that exploration i i know a lot of these but uh some of the ones that were new to me uh hog potato breadroot salsa fee Salsify. But yeah, I mean, for me, that, that part was really fun because I thought about how the the spouse in this, you know, in this poem, her 
choices were very like i said forever pragmatic you know Mm -hmm. she was like we're gonna have our root vegetables because this is what we need and i love the image of the widower saying like we uh okay well let's flip it i'll do i'll do the root vegetables that you that's what you want but i'm gonna get they're all gonna be heirlooms that are beautiful i was struck by this it makes me think about how a flowering or a fruit a vegetable is both uh a sprouting of life, but also a, a dying. And the fox kits nibbling the remains of my fle- flesh from my ribs. Yeah, I mean, I think that hits on a couple things that um, I'm glad you, you bring up. I mean, the uh, kind of like we were saying a second ago about sort of honoring the, the wife and not just going off and saying, I'm gonna just get like this bouquet of whatever, being like, all right, what would she still have eaten? You know, it's none of those Mm -hmm. are major deviations, you know, Um, some of them just have some nice color and probably a different flavor, but they're still primarily, you know, all, they're all edible roots. But I also love that each of them has, uh, from above ground, they look quite different than mm-hmm. you know, what they are below ground. And I, and I love that, you know, like that idea of just thinking of like what was happening below this, what happens below the surface in any relationship, but especially as you get towards, you get towards, you know, those those later years, hope, hopefully those later years, right? As you, as you get towards one partner, you know, when, when, when death is, is, is closer than, than youth. state of new york stay home i mean everybody i mean we got this virus this pandemic and you know young people can get it they can transmit it to old people the next thing you know i'm out of here please do us a favor all of us and stay home not spread this virus around thank you watch a little tv why don't you clean and honorable and out there setting a uh, uh, setting the pace i think a dr fauci probably never heard of him. he's a very fine research top doctor at national institute of health working hard doing something about research on this disease of aids Quitting time, huh, Maggie? Yes, sir, almost. I can hardly wait. Excited about the big company baseball game, Maggie, huh? Yes, sir. Of course. 
W. Bush, back in the day, talking about a doctor named Dr. Fauci. Found that on Twitter. How interesting is that? Dr. Fauci, OG, been been doing it for a long time. Shout out to shout out to you, good sir. We heard from no surprises. 
Radiohead. I heard that dude James Blake doing a cover of that song. Um, I saw he did it on his Facebook or whatever. It made me want to hear the actual tune. So there's that. We heard from Kids in the Hall. Who's to blame? Who is to blame? Is it me? Is it you? Is it the president? Is it the Chinese government? Is it bats? Was it a bat that started this whole thing? And we heard from Andrew Bird with his song Nervous Tick Motion. In my favorite section of that song. With the other parts edited out. Because it's a mashup, baby. Let's hear from Johnny's. People say the best place in western North Carolina to get a muffler, a transmission, a timing belt, or a suspension replaces Johnny's. Why? Because at Johnny's Automotive, they do the job right and check it. That's Johnny's way. Come down to Johnny's on the corner of Crisco Road and Popular Creek and get your vehicle fixed right the first time. Thank you, as always, to Johnny's Automotive for your unwavering, undying support. If you guys are in western North Carolina, once this thing's over and you want to take a road trip, stop by Johnny's. Say hi. Get it, get your wiper blades fixed on the corner of Crisco Road and Popular Creek. So it's been a crazy, crazy week. The week's just getting keep getting crazier. And that can only mean one thing. It's time for what in the crap. What in the crap? What in the crap? So I've talked about how I quit Twitter because it was the president's website now. And I did. But then I wanted to... uh, When the primary started, I wanted to hear from smart people what they were saying. I remembered I had a burner account. And... I got my login info back and been lurking on Twitter a little bit. And then when COVID came to town, I wanted to hear from experts. And But, but I, I still feel overwhelmed by our president. So I figured out a way to mute, and I'll say the word Trump. You can mute people on there. So whenever anybody says that word, I don't see the tweet. It's great. I mean, I still see when people say, like, our president or the buffoon or whatever, but it, it makes it a little bit more tolerable. But what in the crap? This is the biggest what in the crap. I couldn't reopen a card table. It just shows how evil capitalism can be. I saw somebody say, and it's true, that now you see people people talk about, oh, if I were around uh, during the time of slavery, I would have spoken up. Now you see definitely which people would would not have spoken up. We can't uh, abolish slavery. It's, it'd be bad for the economy. It would, it would tank the stock market. 
basically the same thing. All goes to show it's a it's a tight knit club and you're not in it. But if we do go to total fascism, I could I could see Ellen being like a good Ellen could still entertain us, right? Her and Jimmy Fallon keep us entertained while our family's being drug off to the gulag. (laughs) On that note, it's time for Who Do You Want to Win? Who's Gonna Win? Who do you want to win? And who... Gonna win! So I said that I was going to read this Bernie article that was in the Times. Kind of a breakdown of how his, how his campaign faltered. There were people who said, Bernie, you got to go after Biden. Bernie didn't want to. He, he, he liked Biden for some reason. But he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't attack Biden on uh, Social Security and, and the crime bill. Wanted to stay paused. Which is admirable, but some people think that that was a big um, stumbling block. Then you had other people saying, Bernie, you gotta build bridges. Jeff Bridges, Bo Bridges, Ruby Bridges. But Bernie was not want to do that. So uh, he was kind of stuck in, in between slipped away from him now they're saying that Bernie kind of his campaign has has three options which seems like all the options option number one keep your campaign technically alive but forego airing attack ads on Biden seems like that's where he's at right now Two, stay in the race and aggressively compete he's supposedly going to be in the in the debate the next debate that'll be interesting or in the campaign is the third option. Maybe there's a fourth option. Maybe you uh, sincerely try to broker some kind of some kind of peace between the factions of the Democratic Party, so we can beat Omelette Bar, get Biden to adopt some progressive policies, right? Is that so crazy? Maybe, but we're living in crazy times. Like, why? Why can't? Uh, why can't he do Green New Deal, or at least, at least something like it? If not total student loan forgiveness, knock the in- interest rates down to one percent, one percent for good. These people would still get their money. It's literally written into law that if you die, your student loans go to your family. So they'll get their money. They don't need the, these crazy interest rates. Legalize weed. Come on. Throw us a bone, Biden. Or maybe maybe uh, talk about craziness. People are... I've heard a few people speculate that Biden is either going to totally lose it from dementia or from coronavirus and then Cuomo is going to step in. President Cuomo. People never liked him, but they're starting to because he's looking good under pressure. We'll see. Whatever works, right? Whatever keeps you running. And on that note, let's go out on a 
High note with the Doobie Brothers. It keeps you running. This song slaps, as the kids say. I'm glad to help keep you running in a small way with this radio show. Thank you to everybody tuning in. Thank you to HUE for uh, sharing your poem with us. Also, uh, HUE, a.k.a. Salim Penny, my buddy. Stay tuned for Crime Talk BK, and I'll talk to you guys next week. Race to the bottom. Radio Free Brooklyn. Bye.